0: Discover new mind and body hacks to thrive as a human today. The Institute for Aliveness is here to teach you all the things you never learned in school. From talking poop,
1: sex, childhood trauma, emotional intelligence, psychedelics, and of course, fasting and food. This is a podcast that changes lives. Join your host, Dr. Andrea Page, as she travels seven continents to find the most captivating, impactful humans for you. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to welcome you to a new season of the podcast. This season, I bring you some of the most important embodied people in my life. From all over the world, people I've met along my journey, I thought, hey, why not share them with the world? Ah oh, well, this episode was with one of my beautiful, dear, dear, dear friends who I wanted to bring into this season because of her brilliance in Chinese medicine and just like the lightness with which she shows up in the world. So join me for this episode with Zoe Nash, where we talk a lot about being real, getting our hands deep into the earth, daily practices uh, inspired by Chinese medicine and just by honesty in life and how we as humans in this 21st century world can survive and stay balanced. You'll want to listen through to the whole thing. Zoe goes through a, a moment on the hot seat herself, where I push her to the edge. So make sure to uh, tune in. Do a little stretchy stretch, get my spirits up. Do some chest tapping. <laughs> After that, ugh, that vulnerable speaking, get get a little more alive. Hello, world. <laughs> I am here with one of my dear, dear, dear loves and I mean sisters, but that word feels like so (laughs) new age cliche, but like absolute loves where Zoe and I sit down and I think we just like, or maybe it's just me. (laughs) I just like start crying because I enjoy being with you so much (laughs) and um yeah wow this is such a gift to to me and the world um Zoe's a practitioner of chinese medicine along with massage therapy and many other kind of coaching um wellness modalities and uh has been in my life for the past several years and there was a time right there was a time in bali where i think i came to see you once or twice for treatments and copying yeah. and yeah, beauty, beauty. I remember you told Over- me Over-
2: yeah.
1: overactive spleen. I was thinking too much, studying too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I wanted to bring both you and the glory that you are and you share and the truth that you live because mm-hmm. you also live a very unconventional lifestyle, um, as I do, and I think that that might be inspiring for some people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and also I wanted to bring yeah, the wisdom of Chinese medicine and this very different perspective on how to see the world mm. into this season and into this series. and um, before before I ask you to to more or less speak who you are to to whomever's listening today, um, I want to share that I am on the northern northwestern northern coast of the Black Sea. Mm-hmm. and you're just a bit way south of me, uh, down in the south of Greece right now. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're in the same time zone for once, which is mm-hmm. crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I also wanted to say that whenever I was running a detox retreat week and we would have the Chinese Medicine Lecture, I would ask everyone to literally remove the spectacles that they had been wearing through which they were looking to view and see the world around them. And those spectacles, which I had more or less put on them and given them, were those of natural healing, natural hygiene, naturopathy, um, and that, that perspective of the world. And then as we went into venture into Chinese medicine... I would invite them to literally put on a new pair of spectacles or a new way to see the world, new lenses through which to look, uh, because it is that kind of night and day, totally different mm. um, viewpoint on on what is blue, what is red, what's up, what's down. It's a whole new definition and understanding of how the world works and how how we engage with it. So I will ask you, listener, to do that um, right now and and see where we go. Uh, with Zoe mm-hmm. so welcome thank
2: you Andy thanks for that gorgeous welcome and um, yeah no you're definitely not the only one that <laughs> feels that super sweet connection I also feel that and yeah um, yeah, really grateful to be here and, yeah, excited to just share from this space. I will briefly introduce myself to all of mm. you out there, listeners. Hi. Um, Hi. So my name is Zoe Nash and, uh, yeah, I've been, yeah, living a slightly unconventional life, if you if you want to put it like that, <laughs> Um all of my life, pretty really much. I, mm. you know, I left school young and actually just took myself to massage college and did complementary medicine, sort of, you know, right out the gate and led me on to um, to, to do a degree in traditional Chinese medicine. And then I ended up getting a job working for a ridiculously wealthy man in um, India and working as a therapist on his, yacht off Mumbai for six months and um that sort of took me on high seas for about six years or so and and um and then ended up yeah actually moving to Bali and setting up a little yeah a little practice there and sort of started to get connected into the more teaching world and incorporating um in yo- Chinese medicine into yoga trainings, teaching Chinese medicine philosophy and into yoga students that would want to to understand the yeah the theory and the foundations of it as well um to bring that into their practice which um yeah which was a lovely branch of bridging those two worlds as well because yoga has also been a, a practice of mine since really young and and studied that also all my life and and then um started to freelance and that took me around some of the the most exquisite hotels around the world. um, Sort of working and and offering all of my modalities um, on a freelance basis. Um, And then in mainly Asia. And then recently I've just landed into Greece and I'm actually setting up now a whole wellness immersion program for like a really bespoke retreat program for the guests at um one of the yeah the nicest hotels probably in greece which is down on the mainland and incorporating chinese medicine and mindfulness detoxing and really marrying yeah all of the the different um wisdom traditions and techniques and, and ways to bring people back into balance back into the spirit back into health into into wholeness um so yeah mm-hmm. I that's sort of a bit of a nutshell um on my nutshell. journey thus far yeah
1: <laughs> so brilliant um I'm going I'm gonna put you out on a limb for a second or whatever, whatever yeah. that phrase is uh, and I want everyone else to kind of put yourself in this position to um, thank you for sharing that, first of all, for this, this more or less this trajectory of of where you've been and what you've done and how you've engaged with the world around you. Um, what I normally how I've been opening this series and I didn't get a chance um, before that, but I will now and, and and everyone collectively will all get to go through this mental exercise together of shifting the story that we're telling, because we tend to tell the story of what we do, mm. or or what we've done, mm-hmm. and yet the question that I normally have um, the guests on this season uh, open with is is your hero's journey and mm-hmm. who you are and and what shaped you into who you are mm-hmm. and how you've become you and the unique ways that you have discovered yourself amongst whatever it is that you're mm-hmm. sharing. So will you trace us back to the beginning as a little as a little wee Zoe in the
2: United (laughs) Kingdom? (laughs) Absolutely, yeah, for sure. The little wee Zoe was, yeah, just always nature was my my temple, my you know, my little sanctuary, my playground, and um, used to just I grew up, yeah. Hunting for slugs and finding them and watching them crawl around my hand and talking to them and you know climbing trees and finding sitting in trees and just yeah being in nature and just made myself a vegetarian when I was like eight years old and was mm. rhino when I was like yeah probably eight and sending two pounds a month that I was saving up to Africa and, <laughs> and <laughs> just sort of it fully it like aware of the the bigger picture of like where we are and um Mm. and really just having that as my focal point in my life I had like my room was just full of plants and sort of just like it was like a mini little jungle growing up and it was just there was just this tendency in me to just want to be natural and in nature and and yeah um in that environment and that was what I knew made me yeah it made me happy and whole and and then sort of moving a little bit on from there my father when I was 11 got um bowel cancer and Mm. yeah watching him just sort of slowly well really deteriorate you know for from the condition and losing weight and losing his power and he had a colostomy so then he had um you know, lost function of his bowels, and, <clears throat> um, and and then eventually, sort of witnessing him take his last few weeks of life in a, in a hospice, and mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just really from yeah, just remembering that little one, kind of going, okay, big wake up, you know, <clears throat> of one couple of things, of one of this precious life which is um you know we're all sort of mortal beings and um Mm -hmm. and that death is going to come to us all and uh and that it's really precious and fleeting and 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 then so that sort of what is death and also where's daddy gone you know like what's beyond that and Um, where is he now and what does this all mean? And being also really tangibly being able to feel like I could connect with his spirit so strongly as well, sort of on the other side. Mm -hmm. um, How old were you? I was 11. I was 11 at the time. Mm -hmm. And then the other question sort of going alongside that one was like, you know, what is health and what could he have done or what did he do to, you know, For this disease to to um to have manifested and what could he have done to prevent it what could we do and so there was a a sort of double time search um happening there on the sort of more spiritual level of life and death and the other of the sort of okay health and well-being and the body and um and yeah that just took me first of all i sort of took more of a the spiritual path and started to study, I uh, was reading books on India and Hinduism and then Taoism and, uh, and that sort of initiated my path into Chinese medicine and I actually, uh, I was having trouble sleeping and I went to see an acupuncturist and I remember just him sitting there, I can see him now and he was sort of in lotus position and the way he looked at me, I've never, mm-hmm. I've never been looked at like that, at that far, and you know, thus far in my life, in mm. a such way of pure presence, you know, he really was looking at me, my mm-hmm. spirit, you know, my my heart, my soul, and mm-hmm. um, and the what his demeanor and the way he was holding himself, and I remember just thinking, "Wow, I want what he got, like what that," <laughs> or I'm just really. Mm. Sure and and also the treatment just worked immediately um and so I was then fascinated one by acupuncture because of its you know effectiveness of being able to just get me to sleep without these you know nightmares pretty much straight away and then the second one was just his ability of how he held himself and so I think that's where my beginning of my yoga practice really initiated from as well of uh yeah just okay what it is to feel so 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 completely present in your body and, and where you are and then in turn being able to fully be with another human being and have that kind of correct like connection and interaction with someone was which really it, it there and then was like okay this is like possibly the most important thing and definitely one of the most fascinating things that I could see was happening in the world you know um Mm -hmm. that authentic human connection and what that is and and how how what does it take for someone to be in a place where they can fully arrive there as well because the world's just recognizing so full of people being distracted and not just that that his gaze and the way he was with me was such a rare thing it's like what why is that and what's the difference between Great he was with most people that you interact with. And um and so yeah, I think that sort of started a big search for me. And I and yeah, that led me into do my French medicine and my massage and then the Chinese medicine. And and then from when I was studying Chinese medicine, I was also practicing yoga, and I knew that I wanted to go to the lands of origin, I wanted to feel the connection to the, yeah, to the, to the places, um, yeah, where these traditions have birthed from, and, and had this, yeah, just a, a traveling spirit in me, you know, I mean, even when I was at school, I traveled around schools, and ended up moving around a lot, and <laughs> I've, I've just got this wandering, curious spirit in me that wants to experience the world, and, um, and, and, yeah just have a have a thirst for that as well so that was what made me go okay when I'm when I'm ready I'm not just going to go and set up a clinic in London I want to I want to go and see the world I want to go to China and then I want to go and work abroad and and um and so that's what took me and and I think my mission really sort of has continued in a sense of all right Just really recognizing the pure, the magnificence of this life, you know, for a start of really being able to be like, wow, what it is to be fully human and to be able to give yourself permission to actually feel that. The immensity of the interconnectedness of everything. I mean, coming into Chinese medicine as well, like the understanding of Taoism is uh, that you know we are the the, the microcosm of the, of the macrocosm. And absolutely everything is interconnected, you know, from the galaxies, the stars, the earth, the waters, all of the elements in us, our life, our emotions, our, you know, our body, our senses, and really being able to tangibly be in that, you know, and experience it, and to kind of wake up um, the senses um, through different practices. I've been dedicating my life to, meditation, You know, healthy eating, yoga, uh, you know, energetic techniques, all sorts of stuff Um, to just continue to awaken this possibility of feeling and being human and being able to fully be in the world in its, you know, in its great potential, basically. And then from that place, uh, wanting to give that gift to others, you know, and really that's like, I guess, where all of these. My search in this has also been with a purpose of wanting to serve and being able to be with people in more of a complete way that can, because I really believe that we are, that we can all be whole and healthy and free if we give ourselves the right attitude, the right mindset, the right environment and and understand the conditions in which it is in, in order for the human body and spirit to thrive, you know. And so much of today's society is against that, and and sort of and shunning it or pushing it down or embarrassed about it or um, or uncomfortable with it or you know what I mean. And it's and it's mm-hmm. sort of my mission is really to allow that to yeah for people to to remember and to feel. Um, what it is to be alive again and not just a machine, (laughs) which is where, you know, or just rely on pills and external medicines. And I mean, I'm sort of going off on a bit of a tangent, but um, yeah, that's definitely my passion. And, and, and also feeling, you know, coming back to my start being, I think how I've looped into, not just focusing on Chinese medicine, that picture, but coming into, Um, really having a big focus on creating a a whole food plant-based diet and encouraging people to eat in that way Um, and then also you know other um, tools such as meditation and yoga is coming from understanding how my father died of bowel cancer and then how these diseases can manifest and so wanting to really from a lifestyle perspective not just be an acupuncturist that you know, takes care of ailments and conditions, but kind of coming back to the root and back to the person and their own lifestyle um, as a preventative way to inform, so that these these diseases don't don't begin to manifest in the first place. You know, as well as um, wanting to be able to, you know, create some kind of, uh, yeah, way to facilitate, you know, um, remission and, and healing and resolve of them as well. So yeah um mm-hmm. I've probably gone on enough there <laughs> mm. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: I mean I can definitely relate and, and bring it home in terms of times when we get lost and we forget and uh, like everything you've just mentioned the philosophy and the theory and the rem- you give to people so important and yet if it stays in the head it can go in more the other and the application of it of embodiment and bringing it into the body and the life and even beyond a retreat where we go and we go for one week or we go for even a month and we go to change our lifestyle mm-hmm. but then we come home and we face the same triggers and like mm-hmm. I living an unconventional lifestyle as well I definitely have these triggers like super simple example
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> literally
1: my past three days um I I landed here in Odessa my Russian immersion And um I got I landed on the ground and my Airbnb had cancelled. And I was like, All right, well, I don't have a place to stay. Okay, that might be irking since I was really looking forward to having one place to stay in for three weeks straight. Mm. And now I've been in three different hotels the past three nights and it's like classic me of the hustling running around, not wanting to just pick and commit and go with it regardless of how bad it is or how perfect something else could be but rather like continuing to put myself through discomfort or inconvenience or whatever in in the hopes of the dangling golden perfect thing that I might be able to get if I just hold out long enough and Mm. in a way really abandon my healthy living of like running and taking care of myself and so yeah, I don't know if there's anything recently for you that's that's come up where you've been like, right, so all this philosophy is just philosophy and the reality of life as a human today, even as a practitioner and a teacher, is that we forget to apply it or there mm-hmm. are times where we must remember.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, for sure. Let me have a little think. What's um, oh, come up recently? Um,
1: and just what's coming to you now?
2: Well, yeah, nothing too crazy. Um, I mean, of course, we, there's always moments of that, you know, like in the life, it's definitely. And that's, I think, the beauty of being able to see things for what they are as well. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I I don't think I'm a too much of a perfectionist. I don't think that's one of my things. Mm. I think I'm um, I'm a I i say that, but <laughs> but I'm I'm pretty good at letting things be. Um, yeah, just learning to to accept and be with yeah to get used to what years as well is definitely I mean I'm trying to think of something but it's not coming to me right now to be honest with you but I mean when I got here um I don't know Andy <laughs> I'm a bit stuck on that one actually it's okay <laughs> yeah
1: if anything comes share yeah. it as it comes yeah um but since (laughs) since it sounds like you have a lot of balance in your life and um and that you might not get stuck in these places or these patterns or trip ups like
2: yeah no it definitely happens for sure but recently no
1: okay good so so then my my follow-up question is what are your practices to um keep yourself in a place of yeah not tripping up Mm like Um, super super
2: tangible well you know what I always look at everything from a greater perspective and Mm. always look at things from both sides like so whatever happens to me I mean to be honest with you there is something it's a bit personal but even like today for example um at we the got week- the juice, people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> go on, go on. At the weekend,
2: I met someone, and um, we, yeah, we, I met someone, and we, you know, a man, and we had a weekend together, and it was lovely. But, you know, then come Monday, of course, I've got to tell my ex, and um, it's triggering for him. So, mm-hmm. Then I'm then, you know, he gives me a bunch of kind of stuff, basically. Um, and from that place, you know, I, I could have gone, ah, oh, but this, I'm free, that well, you know, all of these things, you didn't want me and blah blah you know what I mean? I could have back gone mm-hmm. into the whole story and created a whole lot of drama. But mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, Zoe? Of course he's hurting right now and I totally honour that. And I would be mm. too. And so I just let him say what he needed to say, even if it wasn't particularly nice, and just mm-hmm. kind of let it go past me and go, you know what? It's okay, because I know in myself that I was good with my choice and it is okay. And, of course, I understand that he's hurting as well and he has a right to, to feel pissed off and whatever, you know. And so um, I guess... Yeah, there was that and me kind of being like, you know what, I could have gone into a whole draw. I could have gone into a big kind of self-doubt thing as well of going, oh, God, maybe I've made a mistake and maybe it was too soon or maybe it shouldn't have been this guy or maybe I, you know, I could have done it better or different. Mm -hmm. And actually, like in the end, this, I trust that this was meant to happen um, for both of us as well to be able to fully move on as well. And mm-hmm. um and for me in just my own life and who I'm meeting and my own choices and for him to be able to uh yeah, I feel like on the bigger picture for us, it's gonna be a blessing as well. And on the other side of that, I feel like for me to be able to kind of how I get through these things is to be able to step aside and have compassion for the other person even if he is yelling and things and saying not very nice things it's like I still care and actually I know that's coming from a place of hurt and so I'm not going to take it personally you know and I really Mm -hmm. that is definitely something I live by and and then being able to take yeah all of the different perspectives and and understand them for what they are and then be able to come back into my own decisions and truth and be able to really be with that and not get swayed or um, yeah sort of gone going into a spiral of, uh, of self-doubt or judgment or mm-hmm. someone else projecting that onto me, you know, which is not mine. So I think being, uh, yeah, being able to um, scan out bigger picture um, see both sides always and I've done that since I was a kid I always remember being able to be like hey but yeah but if you were on the other end of that or like but I'm sure that they are you know what I mean just oh that's always mm-hmm. the thing that's got me through life is being able to just not take things personally and be able to see things from many different angles always so even when it's painful and it sucks and it is somewhat personal you know so mm-hmm. and that's really served me well and I think it's uh generally yeah it's my relationship's really good and um and sometimes things do get gnarly of course they do people get hurt and angry and whatever but in the end if you hold that place of being able to stay and not be reactive Mm
0: -hmm. once
2: the emotions simmer down the relationship can resolve itself again you know without having to otherwise if you start coming in and and sort of reacting to that then yeah things, things do get difficult and challenging and, and not so nice so um, mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: there we go <laughs> I just want to I want to say a few things like I, t- I completely acknowledge your process and even your process with that with um, before the call we had talked a little bit about um, I think I've said it on the air but my invitation to everyone on this season to, to even though we are teachers and we teach so many of these things to show up as us and, and personally um, even more than as the teacher and, um, and just like totally acknowledging the very real process because I've been there so many times where it's like no everything in my life's okay and then like wait a minute oh wait I'm human of course of course there's things there's grist grist for the mill as Ram Dass says or fodder things to work with to really kind of dive deep and 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 to to just like jam our paws into life and squeeze it up a little bit and Mm -hmm. um
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and the like your invitation to zoom out i definitely get that with my son conjunct mercury and aquarius that is the Mm -hmm. aquarian uh, modality of um, of the bigger picture perspective, mm-hmm. and whereas on a negative interpretation, it can be seen as spiritual bypass or mm-hmm. as emotionlessness. Um, really it, it can truly deeply be one of, I think, I mean, I'm super biased, but I think one of the best answers to Mm. see things impartially and to, and to have it as a gateway to compassion, Mm
0: -hmm. to understand
1: what the other person might be experiencing or how they might be perceiving something Mm -hmm. or situation, especially one in which you're involved in and your emotions Mm -hmm. would tend to blind you from that ability to see the bigger picture. And, um, So I totally get that. And then it links right into the teachings of if it's the four agreements, don't take things personally, or if it's Mm -hmm. Muji, it's don't take things personally. Or if it's the Mm -hmm. pattern app, it's not Mm -hmm. personal. It's a pattern,
2: right? It's just like this, this, the ultimate reminder. Right there, for sure. And I think that's the thing, you know, it's like in the end, none of it really is. It's all everybody's story. And of course you're involved, Mm -hmm. but that's only a fragment, you know, and how Mm -hmm. much, you choose or I choose or any of us to really, yeah, start to kind of spiral into that um, is, is our choice in the end. So. Mm-hmm.
0: mm
1: How's that feel? Yeah, it feels,
2: It it, it just feels much more, Oh, it just feels easier, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it just yeah. feels like it's, uh, it's like yeah, of course. When you can, it's like it's not all about you. <laughs> yeah. And to be and to have, be, have life complete continuously determining how you are because of the way that someone says. That you know you should or you shouldn't or their opinion or whatever—it's like then you're just going to be on rebound continuously. So Mm -hmm. just not to let that, not to let life affect you in that way. And of course, people are going to have their opinions, and and I think that's the thing—is like okay, if you're noticing that that's coming up a lot, you know, then also it's important to look at what you're putting out too, right? I mean. I really, one of my things is to really, I think it comes from witnessing it as a child, you know, this as growing up in England, the sort of quite a culture of judging and um, just generally complaining and, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Mm. Da. It just never mm-hmm. really fired me. And I always kind of was like, mm. And so it, I've made, I made it a practice, a conscious practice to not to be judgmental, you know, and to, I guess that coming back again to the zoom out, it's like, okay, if you're judging something, then it's, you're only seeing a little portion of it from your little perspective, from the mm. glasses that you're wearing or from your, you know, and so I've always consciously gone, no, that's, it's, you know, it's being to be judgmental is to be, you know, to be closed-minded and I, I want to be, I wanna, I've always wanted to see the world and be open-minded and learn and be able to see things differently and to be able to change um, my perspective as well and so I think from being, working on that um, and having that now, it's just a natural way that I am um, as well, it serves me in a sense of feeling not, so judged by others too you know um because Mm -hmm. that's not in my field of consciousness so it doesn't yeah i I feel like it doesn't affect me so so much as well so there's there's a freedom there you know yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and i mean like there's i find judgment to be something that people Try to escape, but can't. It's similar to to the ego in that way, because judgment's Mm -hmm. a tool of the ego. Of course, Mm -hmm. it's how the ego survives Mm -hmm. and understands its place in the world. And like the ego is indeed a tool, and just like any other tool, it should be sharpened and used Mm -hmm. only as necessary, not just Mm -hmm. wielded all over the place. Yeah. And and the same with judgment. I mean, we have Viveka, right? One of the yogic practices, which is discretion, knowing Mm -hmm. either what's worth your time and what's not, knowing Mm -hmm. what's quality and what's not. And mm-hmm. and those, those might seem like judgments if they're uh, distributed with a tint of malice, but when yeah. they're done in a compassionate, educated way, like this isn't quality, because I understand that the people of this region of the earth or whatever it might be, mm. um, haven't been exposed to higher quality. So to them, this is actually really good. Yeah. And there's nothing right or wrong about that. It's like when there's judgment, Without determination of good or bad or right or wrong. It's like duality list, mm-hmm. almost duality list judgment in a way. Mm-hmm. And that I find to be much more productive in the long run for our own, for kind of governing and um, churning up our own compassion. And then from there, being able to. Um, interact in the world in a much deeper way
2: absolutely andy yeah no that's that's super true I mean of course it's going to be there it's an an essential part of life to be able to judge um yeah (laughs) how to be but uh on a on a personal level yeah exactly there's a time and a place for it and a way to practice it um which is Mm. yeah which can serve you or, or yeah or not Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Yep. Ah, and mm-hmm. so
1: let us let us take off these glasses and uh put on the glasses now of Chinese medicine and I'm gonna ask if you will if you'll kind of just give us a little like hello uh into this other alternative way of seeing the world that if we zoom out into a big picture lens beyond how we see the world in our current worldview, whether that's a worldview of our body or a worldview of physics or a worldview of allopathic medicine or anything in between, Um, what is this other worldview of yin and yang and heaven, earth, and uh, man and Mm. yin and yang? (laughs)
2: Well, it's, I mean, Chinese medicine, Taoism, really has its roots in shamanism and really understanding that we are just one absolutely interconnected you know force there is from everything is just energy in the end you know everything comes down to that and it's just energy changing form which creates the you know the physical world and and so absolutely everything is connected you know all of the elements metal earth fire water wood you know it's all part of the same system they all need each other they all generate each other they all transform into each other um mm-hmm. and that's the same you know with us as well and that's really that beauty of understanding the continuum of life death and rebirth as well it's like it's all just changing form in the end and Mm -hmm. I think that's a really powerful understanding as well to live by and you know from a sense of um you know how we are with our bodies how we are with you know our lives and also with the earth you know and that's the thing of like if we're constantly I think that's the almost the mentality of today of sort of not wanting to talk about death and thinking that, you know, a lot of people think that after you die, they, they've lost their faith and people just, you know, you just die and that's it, you're gone. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. that's the mentality. Then also that's the mentality of this earth. And so they think that mm-hmm. like this rubbish that we're accumulating and this just that you, you know, you use something and then it just disappears. It's like, no, it has to go somewhere. It's got to be recycled. It's got to be, you know, it doesn't just disappear. Um, yeah. And, Julia Butterfly Hill. When you throw yeah. something
1: away, where is away? There is exactly. no away.
2: There not and so, um, and that's really the that's the basis of Chinese medicine is understanding that continuous cycle and interconnected of everything, and mm-hmm. how we are, are you know absolutely a part of that as well. We're not separate. Mm-hmm. we're a part of it, and if we separate ourselves. We try to, of course. There's going to be malfunction. Our cells are not going to know how to work. You know, there's going to be disharmony um, within our, you know, with our psyche, our body, um, because you know we're we're disconnecting ourselves from the source of life. And and yeah, and so yeah, we're, we're going to suffer. <laughs> it's like yeah, and so it's this really like perfect, that coming back into, into nature, coming back into the elements, you know, through seasonal local eating through getting time in nature with the trees Um Oxygenating your system, getting you know, getting sunshine, all of these just natural components that give us energy. Um, connecting with the heavens, mm-hmm. the stars, connecting with the earth, you know, that actually we really don't need much more than that. And in and bringing that home again and again and again, and and sort of almost acupuncture in a sense is like the last resort in this whole system. It's like really, it's it's meditation. It's um, it's qigong it's like you know what i mean it's it's astrology it's understanding mm-hmm. everything and then you know it's diet and then it's herbs and then it's acupuncture in the end you know it's like whereas now people just want to go for an acupuncture treatment before they're fixing their diet or their mindset or spending time in nature and it's um that's sort of beyond the, the philosophy of it really and the other part of chinese medicine is really crucial is that of spirit and how crucial that is to keep that alive in in the human body as well and and they come they're together and the spirit allows the body to thrive and that's really what enables us to be fully healthy and functioning in this physical world as well and we have to nurture that in different ways um through yeah through artistic pursuits and through prayer and ritual and 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 that piece, as well, can get um can get lost these days. So really, sort of bringing in an understanding of what it is to be to be whole and and happy and and healthy is is um, that's, yeah, that's the sort of foundation of Chinese medicine, I feel.
1: yeah. Mm, thank you. yeah. I mean, you put in a perfect plug there and talking about the cycles and our disconnection from the cycle mm-hmm. of life that. That leads to the disease, whether it's disease of the mind or disease of mm. the heart or disease of the body,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, that is very much a lot of what my podcast with B uh, mm. was was about. And that'll either air before or after your episode. I have to remember, but um, yeah, so definitely everyone listen to that one because it goes into much deeper on the cycles and it goes into environmentalism and his mm-hmm. trash mahal and all of all of these other. Ma- magical things that was a beautiful episode and so um as for as for what you said which I love and definitely echoes back to one of the first episodes on this season with the herbalist Lucy Bradley is like the intervention of the practitioner should be last Right, mm. You said that in, in the vein of acupuncture, like it's acupuncture's a last resort. Mm. And yet people these days in our convenience culture and our very, very irresponsible people not willing to take accountability or do the hard work, convenience based culture, mm-hmm. they want to just go for acupuncture and one, two, three, get it right. And yet mm-hmm. the longer, more stable and more long lasting process is one in which um, we start to to seriously inquire and question in the deeper meaning of our life. Why am I here? How am I living? Mm -hmm. Am I choosing to show up rather than turning on autopilot and just nothing going through the motions every day? Mm -hmm. Like where in my life is there opportunity for me to show up more fully and more intentionally. And so whether you express that through saying spirit, Mm -hmm. how can I have rituals and, like, how can I make a new moon intention as crazy as it seems? If nothing else, it allows me to set goals. Like, put mm-hmm. the millennial, millennial Tony Robbins-based mental perception of the world in your spiritual life. Sure, I
0: a shit. Allow mm-hmm. the moon cycles to determine your goals. Like, Why not? Mm-hmm. Just
1: experiment. See what happens. What do you have to lose? Our yeah. ancestors did it for generations,
2: millennia, yeah. before we were here.
1: And I know so that when you I mean, say
2: shamanism, that, Yeah. That, yeah. No, they did. And they, you know, they this is sort of the beginning of, you know, what we call civilization today. But um, being here on this land, and it's like, wow, they I mean, the buildings, the architecture, the the marble that these guys have been using. And it's like mm. these guys didn't push this marble up hills and use like brute force. They use like the earth's intelligence and understanding, like there's a place that you can go up on the hill that you can actually turn your car off and turn it up to face up the hill and it will just roll up the hill like there's Mm -hmm. the you know like the intelligence of them understanding the earth's electromagnetic frequency and the sort of you know the power of just these different places and they can actually use that to enable them and and create these things that actually are way beyond our comprehension today because we're trying to do everything by brute force almost you know as well Uh, yeah
1: yeah I mean it's just it's as simple as listening
2: yeah (laughs) which is the
1: same thing we were talking about before about uh changing perspective or, or zooming out that's a form of listening because that's the doorway to compassion And listening is just that it it is compassion for everything that is, whether it's the shape of the hill, the state of the earth, or the upsetness of your ex-boyfriend,
2: you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And
1: so, yeah, as we're trapped inside of ourselves and taking things personally, disconnected from these cycles and not showing up or living every day with a greater intention or purpose or focus or direction or desire even – then that's when we're lost and that's when we're we're deaf to Mm -hmm. life with its depth we're deaf to the depth and um, that's when dis-ease will come up and then from there of course when we're so much in the fog of it all we don't have the mindfulness required and yet if we put aside time and space to set those ritual intentions on the new moon or full moon or whatever it might be that's requiring us to heighten our attention or our meditative state. And this is really what we do in the fasting retreats. And, and Zoe, I know you fasted before, so you know about fasting, but like just the simple ability to change one thing, which is so habitual and autopilot, AKA eating. Mm. And then all of the sudden your intention floods into every other part of your life because you're not doing that one normal habitual thing that you always do. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of the greatest teachers of quote unquote meditation because all meditation is is heightened awareness. It's that zoomed out perspective. It's not taking anything personally.
2: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So
1: where else? Where else do we see Chinese medicine philosophy and theory in, in like a way that the modern man could really take a bite off of it
2: and wrestle with it? Well, um, I think. Yeah, I mean definitely the 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 eating seasonal local foods is a really mm. good thing about that medicine and really um yeah because really starting to get in touch with and, and I'm also seeing that you know here in Greece which as well is you know it's obviously where the Hippocrates but sort of came from and that was almost they had a whole system of acupuncture and um that was sort of the change from almost shamanism and kind of that, yeah, that sort of train of thought. So there's definitely this sort of lineage here, but, but I mean, aside from that, but it's just being here, being in Greece, it's so local. Like you get, you eat local food here. You don't like the Mm -hmm. Greeks, the Greeks, the Greeks are so um, protective of their, you know, their fish is not farmed. It's all caught wild. They all, they all, drink the olive oil from their olive groves you know that you can know what's in season and it's just easy to be here and it's really nice because it's such an important piece of Chinese medicine Of, and I think now um, you know in lots of modern cultures that there's just so much convenience in the shops and we can absolutely mm-hmm. have everything and it can throw our system way off you know if we're eating mm-hmm. tropical fruits in the winter or we're just um, having food that our system, you know, it's either causing um, too much cold or too much damp, depending on what our environment is. So really food is a way to be able to meet the environmental factors so that your body has the best chance to be able to, um, yeah, to boost your immune system so that you can be in, in harmony and be syn- in sync with that and not out of balance through whatever you're putting in your body, which is actually creating, an, you know, an ill effect. So whether you're cooling your body and you're already mm, yeah. cold. And so, you know, you want to, um, as much as you can, yeah, definitely eating local and and, um, and certainly, yeah, seasonal food as well. It, it's definitely, it's a big key. Uh, and this is, is that a lot of people can do it's also just like we're talking about it's just bringing that awareness to actually going okay actually what is in season or when you're at the grocery store just have a look and you know is this come from new zealand or has this come from where you actually are you know and and also think about you know the amount of obviously shipping that that particular food has had to go through to be able to get there as well so i mean there's a whole reason for it um uh many reasons but um yeah, go to the local grocer, go to the farmer's market um, instead. Farmer's
1: market!
2: Yeah, definitely. So.
1: Yeah, I mm. mean, this is, it's really like I'm, I'm getting very big visuals here. I, I mentioned something before about sticking your paws into the dirt and squeezing mm. and, like, getting it out in terms of your engagement with your own life. And something that's coming to me here from this conversation is also, like, Literally getting your paws into the dirt that there's been research shown mm-hmm. that if you have dirt under your fingernails that you are quote unquote less depressed. And the reason for that is because of the soil based microorganisms um, And those organisms are like the the original, the OG probiotics. Mm -hmm. And those probiotics, which don't live in our soil anymore because our soil is so overly modified and pesticide laden, Mm -hmm. we're losing that from our diet. That's what makes our own internal uh, microbiota or probiotic system devoid. That weakens the immune system and our defenses. It makes our digestive system malfunction. It literally makes us stupider and slower, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, there's so so much there um, and so much to delve into, but it can just be freaking simple.
2: Mm.
1: Wherever you are, listener, in the world, wherever you and I are in Ukraine and in Greece, Zoe, like, Mm. let's just look up local organic farm near me and go. Don't Mm -hmm. think twice.
0: Mm -hmm. Just go.
1: On Saturday, just head over there. Check it out. Talk to your farmer, even if it's teeny and small go smell we, yeah. we smell so many probiotics as well through the nostrils. Exactly. And, the
2: probiot- and buy the veggies that are full of dirt and exactly and don't scrub the hell out of them just eat them you know yeah exactly you know wash them a little bit maybe but you don't have to like scrub them and get rid of all of that because that's yeah oh, goodness exactly it's all your B vitamins and your exactly your microbiomes and goodness so yeah, I think that's really, that's, that's a really important point. Um, yeah. There's so much to say regards as well, um, Chinese medicine. I mean, it's like pick a topic as well. But uh, yeah, I think, I think the thing about Chinese medicine is it really is about being able to find that moderation with everything. You know, it's not, it Chinese medicine doesn't kind of almost say that anything is bad i mean there's even like we can prescribe even alcohol for example but it's like it's just a little bit and it's just like high potency if someone's got a real you know cold in their intestines or something Mm. and like that actually so i'm not saying that that they like alcohol is a good thing or blah, blah blah like not the way that we drink it certainly not but what it is is that everything is a medicine like food is medicine but it's just how you eat it and it's how you consume it and when you consume it and that's Mm -hmm. the difference and so really sort of starting to yeah basically not going into anything into excess never eating um more than uh you know, sort of three quarters to your full, making sure you stay upright after you've eaten, taking a walk, allow the the body to digest. don't just lie down, you get this food stagnation. Um, you know focus on your food, be mindful, eat it with awareness. Don't sit in front of the computer or read a book or um, you know, look beyond your iPhone, actually enjoy your food, smell your food. I mean, cook your food. That's the process. Even going, but when you go to the farmer's market and then from there, seeing the whole vegetables, then bringing them home, having the, you know, cooking them, getting those smells happening, getting the digestive system working already there, then sitting down to eating. Almost the digestive system sort of started to activate you when you were buying the foods. That's more like a wholesome Chinese medicine way of living rather than just mm-hmm. going to a convenience store and ripping something out of plastic and stuffing it down while you're walking, you know. It's not just mm-hmm. what you eat, it's how you eat, really. sort of what mm-hmm. yeah, is a crucial piece of that, um, which can lead to either, you know, radiant health or ill health. And, um, yeah, just, you know, not to gulp down lots of water or liquids when you're eating, to so you separate the two. Um, and, uh, yeah. Not to dilute the stomach juices. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, and and not to have cold water Chinese medicine really you know the body likes warm water especially um yeah ideally keeping ice out because that can that can put out the digestive fires and so if you can um, drinking warm water is is seen to be much much more healthful for the body so or just mm. lose temperature um yeah there's lots to say but I' That's my little tidbit. <laughs> Your
0: little
1: tidbits, and in ter- in terms of like the hero's story and the deeper engagement with life, and and being able to in in one way swim upstream and and be quote-unquote as we said at the beginning unconventional but in the other way just live a truth when the rest of society feels like it's living a lie I know that that's a theme that I kind of brought up in our own personal catch-up before the recording Mm -hmm. um that I just I can't I can't consent to that lie and I can't encourage it and I can't live with it and that sometimes feels like a challenge for me Mm-hmm. Um, because it feels like I can't settle anywhere, because even just, I don't know if it was this morning, I was looking up the verb to settle, like, what does that mean to settle, and I feel like I'm someone who never settles, and I'm always on the road, so that's very much literal, I'm always someone who's very picky, for example, with men, because I don't settle, and it's like, what what does Taoism teach us about the way, the flow, and not settling, mm-hmm. is there any any advice there?
2: mm-hmm well um yeah I mean I think that there is that it I mean it's really the teaching is being keeping things really simple mm-hmm. and being yeah not needing much and yeah maybe it is actually moving and just having a small heart and but uh certainly being in sort of civilization and being in a, in a city and being sort of in a house and living outside of that is deemed as being not a Taoist way of living for sure. It's not a, Uh it's not a, um, yeah, it's exhausting for the human spirit to be constantly exposed to advertisements and all of the Mm. stimulation and, um, and then, yeah, to be sort of living an overly, yeah, overly affluent life as well. So things, think, yeah, the, the view is to be with nature, um, to be humble. And um, so there is that of being, you know, the wandering spirit as well, of not accumulating too much. Obviously, you can't if you're continuously moving around. Almost that... When you settle, you start to sort of overly start to accumulate, which can be um but you know, at the same stage as well, there is that piece of finding being in nature and then being and working with that land as well and um mm-hmm. being that whole interconnectedness of that space and area. Um so yeah, I think like anything, there's always two sides. Um there's always two different ways, it's more than one um mm-hmm. but uh yeah and there's a middle ground to be middle found perhaps oh sure, yeah and maybe it will change that thing as well it's it's like being fluid with maybe there's a time when we're traveling and that feels like that's all there is and then there's a time when we're settling and we can't imagine ever being on the road and then something happens and we're on the road and, and there's a continuous flux of you know of change of circumstance and what's what is real in that moment in time in life as well so Mm -hmm. yeah
1: Mm -hmm. and anything else that you kind of like what's your favorite Taoist
2: almost philosophy if we may that
1: you pull from regularly
2: well it would definitely be the I Ching for sure that's just you know do share well it's well it's, it's one of it's sort of the original um Yeah, the Book of the Way, um, written by uh, Lao Tzu, and he—it's a book, but it's just many, many different quotes um, on how to live. And with what came with that was, um, it was well, it was sort of like the beginning of astrology in a sense. And they, they, um, it was a way to actually predict the future and uh and now yeah it's just got some really incredible meaningful quotes that you can really come back into this life as well because they're just real and for example one is um a wheel has 30 spokes and but it's the it's the centre of the wheel, which, you know, which is, is what matters. Um, mm-hmm. Or a clay bowl has an empty space in the middle, but it's within that space that the bowl is useful. A house has four walls, but it's actually the space in the middle where the house is useful. And mm-hmm. so within anything, it's actually the, the emptiness within it, which is the useful and mm-hmm. so it's really being able to see that within all of this, it's the empty spaces, actually, which is the importance. And so it's that's with silence as well, of being able to create that silence. And from that place, the sound can come. And from those, from that space, thoughts can come. From that space, inspiration and creativity. And being able to actually give space in this life, you know, in your life and, and in your in your thought processes, in your, in your sort of French way of how you situate your house, being able to create some space because it's actually, though it's, yeah. And so I think that's a really beautiful, helpful quote for today as well. And I mean, there, there's, there's many, but um, I often go to that and it, it gives me a nugget to work from and you can really chew them over. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a book for a lifetime. Um been translated so, so many times by all sorts of people. So there's gazillions of copies out there now, but um, yeah, it's, it's a worthy one to to um, get in tune with listeners if you haven't already. I would go and I would go and check that out for sure.
1: Mm. Yeah. Can we kind of give the listeners some homework from that?
2: Yeah. So um,
1: even though we said we wouldn't be teachers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give myself some homework. I'll do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the thing is, is to get the book um, or a book, or a copy of the book of any kind and find and open up and find a quote that, that resonates with you or that you find challenging or that you don't quite understand. And, and, and actually just sit with that one quote for a week, maybe write it out and put it somewhere so that you can actually see it and then just slowly start to see how that that integrates and and is um can correspond to your day and your life and how you view the world as well and so you can actually be like ah okay and it really gives you that ability to see the bigger picture and the kind of the wisdom the unseen wisdom that's really what it speaks to which is really what Taoism is all about that subtlety and um and that's yeah where a lot of um new understanding and insights can definitely stem from so it's yeah I would I would say do that (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. and even even for me practically like I'm looking right now and I I like to make a mess like it's a part of my archetype to like allow Mm -hmm. things to explode and that quality of destruction and chaos and disarray and yet mm-hmm. I know very much so in in the ethos of feng shui and Taoism that having a, a clean tidy orderly space will reflect in the mind and so yeah, I think absolutely. yeah the homework the homework that's, for me might be to just tidy up a bit and, that's a good um, place
2: to start for anybody before yeah. you do any kind of work is always tidy your desk tidy your house whatever it is you know get rid of some stuff you don't need to do anymore or what it it really can it gives you psychic space you know it can it can transform mm-hmm. your world quite quite dramatically um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i highly recommend that very mm.
0: good <sighs> mm. yeah
1: ah, anything else that you feel like you want to share
2: Mm, um, no that feels really good I, um, I've i enjoyed talking to you Andy thanks yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is thanks there a listening? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah I hope um, I hope you all got some good stuff out of this and I'm looking forward to listening to the rest of your podcast as well.
1: Yes. What do you think? How how would we summarize this one? What do you what do you feel like we've uh, plucked out of the cosmic spectrum that's wanted to be expressed through us
2: today? Uh, the importance of intercon- understanding interconnectedness, well well being, um, not taking things personally. Mm. way for freedom and uh, being able to keep yourself centered in this crazy world yeah. and, um, eating seasonal local local food and going to farmer's markets and eating mindfully and consciously as well as what you're eating for mm. well-being yeah.
1: yes 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 mm-hmm. good stuff yeah. and so, where can people find out more about you or perhaps even reach out to you on their own if if they feel called to have yeah, a one-on-one?
2: Yeah, I'd love to hear from any of you. Um, a couple of options. I have a Facebook group called Dow and the Art of Wellness, which you'll mm. love to see you all there, which is a private group. And so I'm posting and sometimes doing some... Uh, sort of live masterclasses. I did one on all of elements, Chinese medicine. Sometimes I post about meditation or food or just poems. All sorts of stuff comes up there. So it's a general, mm. general, um, yeah, general goodness. And and I also have a website which is www.zoenash.com, and you can see me and see if you wanted to even work with me one on one or see what I'm doing. Um, and that's z
1: o e n a s h dot com.
2: Uh, yeah, z o e n a s h exactly dot com. yeah so got
1: it The it yeah.
0: mm-hmm. so mm. those
1: two are perfect beautiful, beautiful. yeah. And any any final kind of love either for me or for the group or like
2: <laughs> what's no the memory? Love, continuous overflowing, endless love for you. And <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, really. I fully I've always fully respected and love the work you do and what you put forth and yeah, your inspiration to be in the world and share and really it's um, yeah, I just great to see see what you're doing and to be a part of it again Mm, yes I really appreciate it and thank you everybody for tuning in and uh yeah I hope to hear from you all um on my page or from some way so yeah
1: and thank you Zoe for being with me in this space on the hot seat and in that honest place and (laughs) just like yeah down the forest
2: my love life to the world
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. I mean, that's what it's about, right? That's the fucking liberation. Anything else is like, who who do we think we are? And for anyone else who's a teacher, I hope that this really, um, yeah, speaks to you because it's like, yeah, really, who do we think we are? Like, we're all just fucking human. And the moment that we can touch that humanity and return to that sense of honesty is the moment that we start winning. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yes, thank you for being honest with me, sister. All right. Well, peace out, everyone. Yeah.
2: Peace out. Lots of love. Love you. Love you. Bye.
0: I was listening to that for you. If you learned from or
1: moved by the episode, pay it forward. Go to Apple now and leave a five-star review so others can benefit. Join the Institute for Aliveness for a one-week transformational fasting experience.
0: Consider getting an astrology reading from Andy or enroll in the one-year health coach certification course. Whatever you do, don't let this learning pass you by. Do something now to impact your lifestyle for good. Here we are.